Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero, and you're listening to the Tour Coach Podcast. Well, we're rolling into fall here on the Tour Coach. And for the fall, just like we've been doing for the last couple of years here on the Tour Coach, I'm going to be bringing you lots of chats, interviews, roundtable discussions on what we do, how we do it, from players to coaches to caddies, students. All of this comes from my travels that are on tour or to Old Palm or from here in Mobile or wherever it is I go around this country, or around the world, teaching and coaching at the game of golf that I love. So hopefully, if you listen, you're going to like what you hear. There's there's lots and lots of info and content coming your way that I think are going to help all of you understand and play the game even better or, or coach the game. We've got so many coaches that listen to this tour coach podcast. So appreciate all of you that have gone along with me on this journey for the tour coach. I didn't necessarily know where I was going with it when I started this, this when the Dew Sweepers radio show ended on XM Sirius. Uh, but I can tell you that it has given me so much freedom and creativity to be able to talk a little more and a little more in depth and bring all of you a behind the scenes, inside the ropes look at what me and my team do and the people that we associate with it and how you can use us as a resource to help you get better at the game of golf. Look, and if you like what you hear on the tour coach, also make sure you check out our pro work video series, which is available for you on YouTube and my YouTube channel. If you just go on YouTube and type in pro work, It'll pull up the episodes that are out there. Some really, really great stuff that takes you behind the scenes and inside the ropes. And before I let you go to the tour coach, special thanks to my sponsors that have all been with me for such a long time. Shrixon Golf, been with them over 20 years. Can't find anybody better in the equipment side of the world. Bushnell Golf, such a big part of what we're doing with pro work and what I do day to day, especially with the Launch Pro. Vineyard Vines, Ian and Shep, Amber and the folks there always keep me looking great. We've been such great partners for a good long time. And lastly, McConnell Automotive uh, here in Mobile, Alabama. Mitch McConnell and the gang, there's nobody that has supported me longer. I mean, they're unbelievable. And the folks at Buick GMC for supporting the Dew Sweepers radio show, as well as the tour coach, and as well as pro work. So check out McConnell Automotive and Buick GMC. And lastly, our, my friend Blaine Stokely and Stokely's Midtown Garden Express here in Mobile. Those folks keep the dew sweepers and keep the pro work and the tour coach and all of our content alive and well for all of you that love the game and want to learn. Enjoy the Tour Coach Podcast, which is coming your way right now. So first of all, oh yeah, I don't want to spill that. First of all, I want to thank Hack um, for the opportunity. Hack and I have been friends for a long time and we've taught it together and known each other for a long time a little over a year ago i was sitting at his bar and he hatched the idea to let me come be part of the staff here and teach with him and it's been one of the coolest things i've ever had the opportunity to be around uh, to have you know to be able to teach with other great teachers and bring guests in and the members been awesome it's been phenomenal to be part of this to get to know richard and lynn and dan and everybody and the staff's been awesome so hack thanks so much for doing that um just real quick, Greg and Coop and I worked together. We've worked together for a long time. We all got fired together, too, so uh, so that shows you how good we're doing. Uh, but uh, anyways, uh, Doc is a mental performance coach on the PGA Tour. He also, I found out the other day, is doing hockey. Yep. I don't know how you do that. but uh, And Coop, longtime caddy on the PGA Tour, obviously won a major. Uh, so I thought it would be cool to kind of just talk to everybody a little bit about 
one of the things I think that we get as teachers all the time is people say they hit it good on the range, but then they don't. Like they'll 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 say to us all the time, like, "Well, I hit it good in your lesson, but then it didn't work worth the damn on the golf course." Yes, it doesn't transfer through the tunnel, right? Right. Right. So, uh, kind of, let's start a little bit and just start with that and then i think the way these things work best is if everybody just asks questions because we've heard ourselves talk before right yes yes right so let's let's start start with that doc yeah i think there's two simple answers uh one is uh the range is not the course meaning Cooper will attest to this tony will attest to this tour players don't hit it as well on the golf course as they do on the range it's not the same thing but the expectation is that once you finish a really solid range session that uh, it's going to translate and you get out there and maybe for a shot or two it feels okay and then it goes sideways and then it's, oh man, now what do I do? I've just been hitting it great and I still can't succeed on the golf course. Well, they're two different things. The second piece to that is uh, how many of you play when you're hitting shots on the range try to replicate what you do on the golf course if you raise your hand and say yes then you might be lying or you may be advanced <laughs> right right, right. So golf, well. strangely <laughs> is train we train in repetition but on the golf course you never hit the same shot twice right and that's another simple rule of thumb when you're practicing if you want to do as best you can to replicate uh, why, why are we holding these are these, no, these are they're not. recording Oh, sorry. Get with the program. The, I lost my train of thought. Um, it means you'd have had to have one. Most people just don't practice the same way we play. So it definitely feels different on the golf course than it does in the range. And we don't practice the same way. We hit shot after shot after shot. It feels great. But we don't hit one shot at a time, which is how golf is played. So there's two components to getting good at golf. One is... Uh, skill acquisition, developing skill, and that comes from repetition. And two is playing golf. And they're two completely different things. There's plenty of people who don't have a lot of skill that know how to play golf really well. But it doesn't work the other way. You could hit the ball great on the range and never play golf well. So those are two different reasons why things are different. And I I was going to ask Coop this question because he's seen it more than I have. But, like, I think people – people think that if they hit it bad on the range before they go play that it's necessarily going to be a bad day right or they also have the other like how many times have somebody how many times did you when you were caddying for lucas did he stripe it on the range but not hit i ever caddied were terrible warm-up sessions because the expectation is low but yes you find that a lot with pros they'll have a terrible warm-up session and i think a range should be divided in half because it's for warming up for a round and for practicing. Before a round, we're not practicing. We're just wanting to get loose. And guys start practicing before rounds, and I just think that's not good. Practicing. Go as far as saying you're better off hitting balls into a net right? prior just to, no, just to no, warm up your exactly. body. You're just warming up. Than judging what you're doing on the range before but a round. A lot of pros even, they judge their range shots oh, yeah. and carry it to the course. And golf, it's a hard sport to carry. It's hard to take it from there to the tee. And I just, you know, pros are pros because they have to deal with it. You guys don't have to. You can leave. It takes more dedication for you. You know, I mean, it really does because you stay out here and you try to get better. But that is where you get better, but not before you're around. I mean, Who are the best you 
practicers you ever were around. Glasson was the best. At Augusta, he would take not a name off. I expected to come He'd out. Take his shoes off, get a water hose, wet the grass, and grip the grass with his toes. And it's perfectly flat at Augusta, and the first shot you hit after your tee shot, you're on an upslope, side slope. So you're like, hmm, hadn't hit this one all week. <laughs> so they fool you there, getting the range so flat and perfect. And then so he would practice like he was going to play wet grass barefoot, yeah. which he was an odd duck, but. Yeah, I yeah but that's, that that's a good example of trying to replicate what you do on the golf course. And then there's a practice hole left of the range there that you can go hit shots with variance and, and lie. But I think a lot of stuff on the range is a, is a waste of time. But if you're not getting more. anything from it, good or bad, you know, mm-hmm. there needs to be, there has to be feedback. Mm-hmm. Any questions from anybody on why they struggle with going from the range to the golf course? You're making the assumption that they do. Maybe they don't. Maybe these guys don't. Yeah, maybe they, right. they haven't figured out. We what? should ask them that first. Does anybody here ever struggle on the golf course? <laughs> I mean, it, right, there you go. That's the usual <laughs> I mean, I would have thought we'd have more people show up if, yeah, if, if, if maybe that's why, so maybe flat. that's why they, they don't. Why are they so perfectly flat? Yeah. yeah. Right. Question? If you're struggling, how do you, on the golf course, what's the best way to try to write yourself? So when you're struggling on the golf course, Doc, what's the best way to right the ship? The best way, and these, Tony often jokes with me that people pay me to tell them to do nothing, and this is the greatest example. When you're struggling, do nothing. Because what happens is when you attempt to fix something that most likely isn't broken, you're creating a problem. There's an old saying, uh, most of our problems come from trying to uh, fix problems. And, the, and golf is the greatest example. Oftentimes, you know when something's wrong. But during a round, it's probably not the time when, if things go sideways all of a sudden, the skill is still in there. And the more we dig in and try to fix, the farther away we get from what we're supposed to do. So this is, but this is also the hardest thing to do, is when we're struggling, is to do nothing, to like keep playing. People raise their judgment level when it comes to this game? This game? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone judges themselves based on this game and their performance. And other people that watch you do things, they're going to judge you too. you got them watching you, so there's always pressure. Yeah. Learning how to deal with those things. Coop, from all your years out there, what are some of the best players and the ways you saw people? Because, like, you've seen – you've been with plenty of guys that kind of the wheels come off, not going very good. Like, what, what, did, what did you see that worked or that people that did that, like, when it would come off? Just – the, the one thing that sticks out in my mind is Lucas, that pebble, would play in Monterey Peninsula Country Club. And he started to get the yips. And he's Holding playing close. really, good really story. good. He's playing really good. And he hits it in a bunker on one of our final holes. And walking up to the bunker, I saw a little nervousness. And I'm like, what's going on, you know? He hits it out of the bunker. And we five put And he's shaking and crying. He's crying. His mom's there, his father-in-law, and several people are watching us. And I go up to him. I said, Lucas, what's wrong, buddy? He goes, I just five-putted. I said, yep. And nobody walked off and left. They're going to watch you for ten-putt. They're supporting you. We all support you. We believe in you. And the man six-putted, parred the next two, made the cut. Next day, shot six under on pebble, finished fifth in the tournament, and just not quitting. He didn't, but did thing. he do it? Did he change his putter? Did he change his stance? He did kept doing what he yeah. was doing. 
and that's a hard thing to do. It's hard to do, but you you got to believe that you can correct yourself. Yeah. Switching and going back and forth does nothing. You got to stick to a plan and let it work. But I've watched other guys too struggle with uh, Jimmy Walker with chipping. Yeah. You know, it's, he's a professional, and you say, you can't chip. What do you mean you can't chip? <laughs> And then you watch him, he's like, hey, he can't chip. Yeah. <laughs> how did he forget how to chip? And, like, I always think when a pro gets driver yips, it happens. Yeah, it happens. to do that? It's the biggest face in the club, you know, in the bag. And I've seen it happen, so I know it's true and it's real. And fighting these demons is tough. It really is. It'll make you run away from this game. Mm-hmm. And that, you've been defeated then, so never let it. This game here can't beat you. Not one of you guys. It can't beat you. Enjoy it. Try to get better. And if you don't, hey, you try. You try your best. Um, Coop, that message. Sorry, go ahead. Keep going. No, go ahead. I I just want to touch on that quickly because when I uh, give talks to groups of people, everyone assumes that tour pros or the best people in the world are different. I'll never be that good or I'll never be able to feel that way because they do things differently. And I always say... If I talk to 50 of you people and 50 tour pros and they all, you all submitted an anonymous question of things you struggle with, I wouldn't be able to tell the difference, right. who it was from. Exactly. All the same. They struggle with the same, same stuff. Yes. And it's, it can be comforting, I think, in a way to know that there's nothing wrong with us in terms of how we approach the game mentally um, because we're not as good as the people that play professionally. With yeah, absolutely. And it, he handled it. it and be, if you're a human being, you're not immune from any of that stuff. And I think it's it should be comforting to know that this is the th- this is part of golf. It's a crazy, silly game that beats golf, us down. I got fired after 21 years of working <laughs> for a man because I was told I'd never be fired, which doesn't make him a bad. He needed somebody he could depend on, and my knees were gone, so he couldn't depend on me. But he. The man, he just won two events in a row. So that should show you guys that, I mean, there was times when I thought he would not play any golf. It was that bad. He couldn't make a two-footer. We had a putt in Greensboro for, what, 58? With the yips. The man had a putt for 58 with the yips. He shot 61. (laughs) That's impressive. Yes. Just in itself. And I was just always impressed with him. And I'm happy for him. But he never gives up. Just don't give up. Can't give up. In anything. You can't quit. Question? Not that I wouldn't like to hear more about the five putt, but I really don't ever want to hear it. That's probably not a good story to share. (laughs) um, Since that's in my experience, um, I have like multiple swing thoughts at every shot. And so thoughts about how do you simplify what you're thinking about when you're standing over there? So... um, you must have heard somewhere that you have that having five swing thoughts is bad, or or more, or more, or more than one. You've probably heard that, right? That's bad. So, but you, uh, as a human, can only think about one thing at a time, right? And process it. And, and process it at one time. So, we've been told for so long, oh, you you have to eliminate swing thoughts. You have to show up with either one thing or nothing. Well, if it were that easy. I wouldn't have a job. And there's no shortage of business in my world. Yes, for this reason. We can't control, you can't control the fact that you have five swing thoughts. So in that moment, 
the um, skill or the activity becomes, I'm aware I'm having all these swing thoughts, and what I'm thinking doesn't matter, right? Until I think it does. Meaning, what you're probably doing is judging yourself. I shouldn't be thinking all these things. Good players don't do that. They have one swing thought, or they have no swing thoughts. I can't do that. No one can. No one can. Nobody can. So that's where you start with that. Right. So you invite those thoughts. You're aware of those thoughts. It's okay to have 26 swing thoughts. As long as when you pull the club out. paid for this kind of advice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but this is also, if you ask anybody here, the hardest thing to do. Right? And as long as you're aware of the fact that you're doing that, and then when it's time to pull the club back, you have an intention in terms of what you see and what you want to do, and you let it go. And, I found that and that's as good as you can do. Passionate. It's not just you go and play golf. Yeah. They, we care. We want to do good. Yeah. And we want, I want people that watch me to go, damn, that guy can play. That's why I watch Will all the time, because he plays golf. And I enjoy watching him play golf. But it doesn't mean that I won't go play with him because he'll beat me by 20. I'll still play with him. He's not going to judge me. we got to understand that. This game's tough. It's hard to do. Look at this. It's real hard. Doc told me something once. There's been one thing you said that's just one. But uh, was that, you know, I focus on with students. They had you do the same. Like, we help try to help you figure out whatever it is that we're working on. It could be a variety of things, right? What it feels like to you. And then when you play, try to make your swing feel that way. Like, whatever it is, if it's. You know, and, and then I learned something as a teacher once. We were, you may not even remember this, but we were Ooh, teaching just, a... Just once. We were te- I was teaching a kid, and, or a young guy, I and I said... Outside and Outside, cold. it was cold. Yeah. And uh, I said, well, what's this feel like? And the kid said something, and I go, no, because I thought, like, that isn't what I'm trying to get you to do. And Doc goes, now, wait a minute. You don't know what it feels like okay. to him. If he says it feels like pizza. Yeah. Remember, he said pizza, and I was like, that's <laughs> odd. He must be hungry. But uh, anyways... But like, you know, it's like whatever it feels like to you. And so I feel like as teachers, our job is to help you figure out whatever it is. It could be right. Whatever your good thing that we're trying to get you to do feels like. And then if we can help you, like one of the things I think is the greatest thing of all time are these practice holes. Because you can go from a lesson and we can walk you out there where there's trees and there's water and so forth and get you to try to make it feel the same way on the golf course where it counts. But talk a little bit about what that, I mean, because I thought that was one of your more brilliant moments. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. But that, that's the idea. In all of you, I assume, if you're getting better, you're taking lessons. Um, every once in a while, talk to your instructor about, um, a- ask them that question, what are you trying to get me to do? And then get in that position and see if you can actually feel in your body where you feel it, whether it's in your hips or your ribs or your neck. And then instead of going to the golf course with all these positional thoughts, you go out there with a feel that you want to try to replicate. It's, it's how you simplify. And it's really how you take what you learn to the golf course. Because it's much easier to try to replicate a feel than replicate the 16 things you learned in your lesson in terms of positions and all. And that's, this is where the thoughts come from. Right? They're not bad and they're also normal. That's how you're going to think. When you go out there and start playing, your body is going to go to where it's comfortable. Right. It's not going to let you hurt yourself. And that's usually the wrong thing to do. So we're fighting, in a sense, two different things. You know? Yeah. I know I can't play golf anymore because 
I can't turn. So you guys are young and y'all can play golf. Take advantage of these stretching and these guys that make your body limber. You know, because I can't even get, I can't do this. And it's because I didn't grow up with, uh, you know, having somebody there to help me stretch. I didn't even know you stretched at all. I woke up, brushed my teeth, and went and played and flipped in or whatever. <laughs> and that's how I went about it. And looking back, if I'd have taken it a little more seriously, I probably could have been better. Because I took it so just casually. And with the stretching, guys, I think that's a huge thing. Hell yeah. Because golf is about being able to move, to, to turn. And watch Neiman, watch Neiman hit the ball. What's his name? Joaquin. El Presidente. Watch that kid hit the ball. That's a lesson in itself because he's got, he's elastic. I mean, literally, his back's to it and it's unreal. But I used to watch him, he, he would hit on the range and I'd get caught up in watching him because it's just so limber. But to me, the key to playing this game a long time is keeping your muscles flexible. Just take advantage of these guys, the, the physical things. Any more questions? These have been good. Well, I know you got to have one more. I think that as a new golfer, the mistake that I made, I'm actually asking for a friend, but <laughs> asking for a friend, the mistake that he made was just spending too much time on the range, not enough time out on the course. Yeah, so I think so as a new golfer, is it better to spend too guys spend too much time on the range i think all golfers do that yeah if his goal is to be a better golfer then it's time wasted on the range if you enjoy he enjoys hitting golf balls have at it yeah some guys relax have at it i love going to hit balls i love going to the putting green with three balls and putting for an hour it doesn't make me better but i like doing it so there's two ways to to go about it Practicing for different reasons. Yeah. That's more, as much relaxation yeah. as it is getting Look, we all play to enjoy it. Right? It's, there's so many things to enjoy about it. Who wants to be miserable? Right? So those are ways to, that you can enjoy it more. And, and a lot of my work is no longer about let's play better and then we'll be happy. It's let's be happy and then we'll actually play better. Exactly. Not, not the other way around. So... I think there's a big correlation with that all the way up. I think even for tour. I was going to say. I think. I mean, I think the tour players that I've been around are miserable. Yes. 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 Miserable. Because they think they won't be happy until they achieve something. It's like how miserable would you be if you were a roofer? (laughs) (laughs) You're a millionaire that does nothing really. I mean, you're just a miserable person. That's what it is. They'd never be. It's like, man, if you were roofing, you'd be terrible. See why I hang out with him? It's, it's constant entertainment. It. It's like, why are you miserable? Right. But I, to me, the guys that play the best the longest are, are enjoy it. The happy. Like, I mean, yeah. like you could talk about you've been around Tiger a bunch, right? A bunch. And obviously, you know, but. Different example. But no, but you know what? He enjoys, he enjoys trying to get better. No, no. Oh, yeah. He, he enjoys it. He, he enjoys he enjoying yes. getting better. He loves it. Does he not? He loves it. He enjoys watching people mm. get better. He no, that's loves true. golf. Yeah. Tiger yeah. Woods loves golf. Yeah. Everything about it. Yeah. Yes, I mean, he, does. he enjoys it. He enjoys getting better, trying to get better. One year I was lazy at a tour event. It was in a One time. Tampa. One time. I didn't book a <laughs> hotel, you know. I'm like, ah, I'll just get a hotel. The Tiger <laughs> enters the tournament late like that week and it's announced two days 
before that I got, was the year on the before range. I got to go. I, I stayed forty five miles from the course. That's how much influence he has on golf, and, that, and he loves it, and he should get that kind of range because that man's done more for golf than Jack and yeah. Gary and the other one, Arnie, Arnie. put together. I think. Not that they didn't do great things, but he has moved the game. We're blessed to have this game, nothing. Questions? More questions? We can ask anything. I just, uh, it's funny that you were talking about this because yesterday I was playing and, and the caddy said, oh, just, you know, get your 90 yard club. So I did. And it actually was great. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, we, we go on to the next one and then get up there again. It's like, yeah, do the same thing, the same 90 yard club. Of course, that one goes not the same as the one before. So I said, ah. AI Heather didn't show up today, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. so that, that was the thing. If I was that robot or that, you know, AI person, I could just be like, yes, 90-yard club, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the same every so, time. So great. That's, not yeah, that's awesome. a great question. Could, Caddy told her to do the same thing that she's yeah. done the last hole. Why, why not, Doc? Why can't you do that? You, well, sometimes you can and sometimes you can't. If it were that easy. Right. Then I'd be so, AI. Yeah. We'd all be, this not, golf would be different. Right. And it, it's the challenge that... There's another quote that uh, we derive satisfaction from achievement with struggle, right? And that this is what that's that's what golf is, right? We we derive satisfaction from this game because it's hard, not because it's easy. So you're going to hit plenty of shots like that. Sorry, it's just it's just part of the game. Yeah, and I don't know you from a hole in the wall. You're going to hit plenty of shots like that. Good and bad. See what yeah. a positive influence he is. <laughs> Yes. yes. Not very well. Yes. I've got his check in my bag. Yeah. Laugh about it. Just laugh right. about it. Yeah. Shake it off. Yeah, Absolutely. but it's that's it's a reality. It's expectation management. That that's brings people more enjoyment. Is you manage your expectations. The game's hard. I told a tour player today on the phone. I said like, hey, didn't play great, but shot even. And I said, hey, like, three months ago you shot even. Like you were happy. Like. You should be, you should now be excited, not. right? Like it shows you're getting better, you know. And she's like, "Well, yeah, kind of. That's a good point, right?" I think you know. Sometimes understanding that just because you start playing good doesn't mean it's going to last forever. It's and you're not going to have a bad have, have a bad day. It's not all or nothing. It's a process. Because I've got a question for you too. Um, oh, great! Kind of on that. On that topic, right? <laughs> so we, we teach a lot of variety of students, right? And I would say that people either come and take lessons because there's a comfort range that they have to their game, right? And they gravitate towards the high end of that range, and they want to get better, and it brings them back down to the low end of that range. And that's fine, right? You can bounce back and forth between your good days and your bad days. But how do you get the range to move? Right? What are some of the habits? How do you the the range between your good and bad so that you're better? Well, I think I'm going to start this from the golf swing thing. I think, I think, and Coop, you could say this, you could probably vouch for this too, that I think the more attention you pay to things like your setup and the fine details that are not very fun to pay attention to. Three things. Like your aim, your ball position. Posture. Posture. Grip. And alignment. Right. The more attention you pay to those, I think your tone, as far as... start with alignment first. Alignment is the first Because I think, we talked about this... I don't know if it was yesterday or what, but uh, Dan, you were there. Like you, people make sometimes we'll see you on the range, and you we're walking up and down there on opening day, and 
and I saw somebody and they made a pretty good swing and they hit a worse shot than the one before and they kind of dropped their club and they shook their head and I was just standing there having to watch both shots and the difference was the guy was aimed 35 yards right of where he was the shot before. I mean, the golf swing was exactly the same. You're born a good aimer or a bad aimer. The best aimer in golf is Lee Westwood. You will never see him back off a shot, ever. He's the best aimer. Best aimer. He does not have a dominant eye. Really? He does not. I've We're talked with him about this. He does not. His eyes are neutral. We are, when we got a dominant eye, that's not good because it takes over. Aiming, I think that aiming is the biggest thing in golf. See what it's happens when you give it vodka. I'm, I'm, keep going. I'm a terrible aimer. How do you aiming. get your eyes fixed? Yeah. I just go to eye doctor. Are we not have an eye surgeon in here? Someone in there. There's not anybody here can fix your eyes. Club like this. Aiming is is a part of golf people never talk about. So it's like it's it's best to. When you're practicing using a stick, I would say a yeah, first part, part of it. Part of part it. Yeah. yeah. So should and you always practice? The other with part stuff should yet. be like you're hitting shots in the golf course where you don't have a stick. Right. But aiming is important. Yes. Aiming is important. You're not going to get a good been shot. Teaching me for 17 years, and he goes, "That son of a dumb son of a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> but like, so I back do to the what? Same day. thing every year I come to see you. You're <laughs> But, and your ha- aiming habits generally don't change. If you're a right aimer or left aimer, the ball gets too far back, whatever, it generally doesn't change. But to Dan's question, I think from a golf swing perspective, paying attention to that's the most important. So for you, from the mental perspective, how do you push to where like Same. your range from like your good score to your bad score? Expectation is management. So you're not so afraid to shoot bad scores, and you're not playing to avoid a bad score, and you're just playing. Like you, you, you expect that. Where so your we all are. Expectations create this. Correct. So why do your expectations? And, and the less we up? fight, the bad rounds or the big it moves sw- that swings. Gap. Yeah. Okay. There, What's the best setup for if you have an aiming problem? That's the thing. See, that's a great question because when we were working with Lucas, he was not playing well, and I started noticing his body. He's a push drawer, so it's an odd aiming thing. His body has to be left of the target, but his club face has to be right of. And that's hard to do. You've got to be mentally that. strong to do that because a lot of times it calls for starting the ball over pond. And you've got to trust it's drawing back. And, you know, we fought it and fought it. And we were at Pebble one time. He missed a cut in the U.S. Open. And he was out to make our life miserable. So we're on the range on Saturday. <laughs> this is 40 story. degrees. Blowing 20, 5 or 30, Pebble. rainy. And we're on the range. And he's machine gunning these balls. <laughs> machine just Ball you can see ball. why we all. No, I'm draw. No, I'm draw. Can't draw it. Can't draw it. So, and Tony steps in and goes, "Slow down. Stop. Hit a three wood. Perfect draw. Hit a six iron. Perfect draw. Hit a driver. Cut. It's your driver. And that's when he started getting better because they will put an excuse on their mistakes in a heartbeat. That's what we do. But he had a driver that wasn't what he. Normally play, and it just about ruined the man. He thought that he couldn't play golf anymore, and it was as simple as something had gone wrong in the shaft. Maybe the shaft was worn out, but it was very simple, and that was a great answer that day. Gave us plenty of time to go to the bar. Because I guarantee you, he wanted us there till dark. Oh, we were going to. We were going to. It's our equipment. No, with him, I did. 
but I would <laughs> use that. I don't think you can, but I would use that. <laughs> I always play with longer clubs. These aren't mine. <laughs> and then Tony built me a set, so I can't use that anymore. Which I got better. You did get better. Right. Yeah. I did. So when I learned tonight, I should quit. No, no, <laughs> never quit. No, never quit. Never quit. But enjoy it more. I'm coming to find Any more questions? Do you have any money left in Don't quit. Yes, ma'am. I'm sure you don't. Okay, so I've been told for about 10 years, I've got great potential. And I have yet to live up to my potential. <laughs> you got great potential, but you've been told. I hate the potential word. Boy, that potential word. Because I think people think put expectations on it. Um, what does I, potential mean? Yeah, what, well, what, is, what does that mean to you? What, or what does it mean to them? What does potential mean? I don't even know what that means. Well, meaning you have probably a lot of ability could and, be good. and you're not living up to your ability. That's what potential is. That's what I sort of think. Why do they say that to you? Do you know? Because you have a good swing or you hit it well on the range. My scoring, yeah. Right. Your scoring is not as good as it should be. But that's not a thing in golf. Because there's plenty of people who have good swings and hit the ball great who don't know how to play golf yet. Right? I'm not saying that's you. They're just telling you. But there's two different things. Way better than or, they're, yeah. or they're just because they don't swing like you do. I don't understand why. And I, if I had the talent that you did, I'd be good. But that's not true either. I would I'd just ignore them. And the, the second part is you can't control what other people say. I would. Yeah. I'd walk away. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? I've got potential. <laughs> you do too. <laughs> I withdraw my question. Yeah, no, it's a good too. question. <laughs> I potentially don't like you. <laughs> I mean, that's a rude thing yeah, to say to somebody. It is. Yeah. Anybody here? Is anybody here told her she what has potential? <laughs> yeah, right. No. No. Nobody said no. that. No. We know what you mean. Mark says maybe every human being has. <laughs> That's what people say. Might, might be time to get a boat. Yeah, I, I think. I think. I think when you when people tell you that, I think your focus ought to be. You should always, if you can, at the end of the year, if you've gotten a little better at one part of your game, then you've gotten better, and eventually you're going to get there. It means there's hope. Right. Don't put quit. something halfway <laughs> serious to that comment. Yeah, they're, they're actually probably Don't trying to be nice. They are. Yeah, it's a compliment. Yes. To keep doing what you're doing. And if you don't live up to your potential, they'll go on with their lives and be just fine. <laughs> they'll yeah. come up to you one day and so go, you have no potential. <laughs> <laughs> We're never happy. They always doing stuff to make us unhappy. Do we have another question? Do we have another Something question? <laughs> Any more no questions? More. We wore them out. Hey, Warmed up. I just think this is, I mean, I mean, I've never seen a club that cares their members like this club. I mean, this is awesome. Where you can just talk about it casually and get a little something from it. That much, you know? That's all we need is to make the day positive. You know, and we've had a good day. I think this is awesome. Yeah, it's a good thank, thing. Thanks, cool. really Doc, as always. Dan, thanks for letting us do this and be part of this. And you uh, awesome. Hack, you're the best, as always. And thank you all for enjoying this. Hopefully you got something out of it. And I think we could put one more drink on Dan's tab before we get out of here. What do you think? Oh, yes. Yeah, I think everybody ought to do that. I'm right like with last you. time. It worked last You've time I was here. Thank you, guys. Thank you. You've got potential.
I hope you enjoyed this edition of the Tour Coach and this conversation that we brought to you about playing, learning, and teaching the game of golf. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Tour Coach. In between now and next week, make sure you follow us on our social channels. You can always find me at the Dew Sweeper on Instagram or go to our YouTube page where you'll see a scene and a video from my teachings daily on our YouTube channel. You can find that by looking up Tony Ruggiero and the Dew Sweepers on YouTube. Until then, make sure you follow and check out everything Tour Coach and all our sponsors, Shrikshon Cleveland Golf, Bushnell, Vineyard Vines, and Buick GMC. I'll be back next week to help all of us appreciate, learn, and enjoy the game of golf. 